0: Welcome to Let's Talk Period, the podcast for people who want all things real, raw, and reputable, where we smash taboos and break down stigmas. I'm your host, Isabella Gosling, and I am so excited to be back in your ears for another episode of Let's Talk Period this week. Before we get into today's episode all about things to ask your specialist before your laparoscopy, um, I just want to mention our chronic illness Christmas gift exchange. So uh, we did this last year for 2021 Christmas and it went so well that I'm bringing it back again this year. And basically it's like a secret Santa and lots of people who have chronic illnesses might not have... Um, Christmas parties or end of the year functions like they might be um, not able to work currently or you just for whatever reason you might you know not be able to have a Christmas function or something like that and this just brings a little bit of Christmas cheer to to your life and the life of somebody else's so basically it's um, you get paired with somebody and this year it's internationally but there's an option for if you do live in Australia, you can do Oz only or you can offer to go internationally. If you live internationally, you'll be paired with somebody um, somewhere else in the world and you send them a gift. And the value is approximately $15 to $20 Australian. And you send them a gift with like things that they like and there's a preference survey, etc. that's filled out and matched and you spread a little message. And yeah, last year, lots of people made some new friends and it was just a really good experience. So doing that again. So the survey is linked in the show show notes um, for you to submit your questionnaire and be part of the Christmas gift exchange, the chronically ill Christmas gift exchange for 2022. Um, Just some ground rules, like let's not be grinchy. So Um, please only fill the survey if you are going to participate properly and send a gift because it would be really horrible for someone to not receive a gift because someone didn't actually send it etc like I know we're all chronically ill and things like that and things happen but um, you need to be willing and able to participate and not let anybody down so yeah, it's a gesture of goodwill, something special to you know end the year and bring a little Christmas cheer. So, other than that, um, let's dive into today's episode. Okay, so today's episode is all about questions to ask your specialist before your laparoscopy. So I'm going to be sharing six questions to ask your specialist, whether it's a new specialist or someone that you've seen before, um, before you go in for a laparoscopy. So these are things that you can ask your surgeon so you can go in feeling confident and ready to have your lap and you're armed with knowledge and you feel empowered that you're making a decision that's best for you and you've got the best person operating on you so it can be super daunting and overwhelming thinking about going for surgery or seeing a new specialist and um, surgery can really bring up those feelings so that is super okay to be feeling that way just first of all acknowledge that feeling accept that that's okay and then Be prepared and feel calm because you've also got these questions that you can go in with armed with and you won't feel blankly and stare at them, you know, puzzled when they're like, any questions or any concerns? You can actually say, yes, I do have some questions. So the first one is, how do you remove endometriosis? Do you use excision or ablation? So if you're going in for a laparoscopy for suspected endometriosis and they're going to be removing endo... Um, it's really important to know how they're going to be removing this endometriosis. So we know that excision or cutting out endo is the gold standard when it comes to removing endo. So we want to cut out any visible endo to um, avoid this tissue regrowing. And it's also associated with longer-term relief from symptoms and as well as um, reduced tissue damage or organ damage and it also allows for tissue to be sent off for testing so this tissue that's removed can be sent off and it can be confirmed that yes there was endometriosis present Um, whereas ablation is where it is burnt and it's associated with higher rates of reoccurrence and it also can cause potential organ damage due to the heat um, and then you can't actually send samples off to the lab either. So really important to ask your doctor, are they excising or are they ablating? So are they cutting it out and removing it or are they burning to remove it? Question two is, do you look for endometriosis in other areas other than the uterus and ovaries? Do you look in places such as the bladder, the bowel, the diaphragm, the peritoneal cavity? So this one's super important because endo is not exclusive to the uterus or the ovaries and it can be found, as we know, in any organ in the body. So you need to double check and just confirm with your surgeon that they are going to search wherever they have to within that pelvic cavity to look for endometriosis. So This is going to help with improving any associated endo symptoms that you might have from an area. So this could be pain or urgency, for example, such as if you had endo on the bladder or any bowel symptoms. So if you've got endo on the bowel or if you've got diaphragmatic endo and you've got issues with pain when breathing etc so making sure you've checked with your doctor that yes they're going to look for endometriosis other than the typical and I say that in quotation marks Um, other like looking for endo other than the typical areas such as your and your uterus and your ovaries. so the next one is is that tissue that has been removed is it sent off for histological testing to confirm endo and will surgical photographs be taken. So we already know that if your surgeon is excising or cutting out the endo, that there is the possibility for that tissue to be sent off for testing. But it's always good to just double check with your surgeon and ask, is the tissue that's removed, will you send this off for testing to find out that it's actually endometriosis? Um, It provides that validation and you can see it right there in front of you that yes you do have endo if you've been waiting a long time for diagnosis so having that you know pathology confirmation is really a relief and then also the surgical photographs provide that other reassurance as well Um, they validate your experience and they they validate that endo was actually there And you can refer to those um, and any good surgeon should be more than happy for you to also have a copy of them as well. So ask if you, you know, will you be happy for me to have a copy of these? Um, If not, why not? Um, Because you should be able to access these medical records and have a copy of them. Um, And it makes it really easy to refer to them on days where you sort of might be doubting yourself or not really, you know, why am I like this? Why am I fatigued? Why have I got X, Y, Z going on? You can look back at that and be like, look, hey, I actually have a chronic illness. I've got the physical proof here. And it can just be that little reminder and validate those feelings when you're not being the nicest with yourself. One more thing around that is that if you do need to change specialists, you've got that evidence there and you can take that along with you to your new doctor if you need to. Okay, question four. Um, How soon will I know the outcome of the procedure and will you discuss anything that you find on the day post-procedure? So, Usually, your doctor will come around post-op, just check and see that you're okay, say a quick hi. They're probably not going to tell you every single thing that's happened because you've had anesthetic and you are probably very sleepy. You might have pain medication on board and so you might be drowsy. So that's something to take on board. But also, if your specialist doesn't see you post-op on the day, don't freak out Doctors are super busy and they might have a really big list of surgeries and so they might just not have time to pop in. However, um, they can discuss with you quickly, just the operation went well, or they might send you a text or they might call your next of kin or they might just quickly touch base in some way just to reduce anxiety when you're waking up, let your family know that you're going okay. Um regarding the tissue testing or the pathology, this can take a few days. So asking about when you'll know what was found is really helpful for having those expectations in your mind and not freaking out if I haven't heard anything, etc. Um but you usually will hear from your surgeon's rooms the next day. They'll just probably check in and see how you're going, any concerns. And generally um you'll have a follow-up appointment. So this is different for every surgeon, but it might be a week post-op or it might be four weeks post-op or it might be six weeks post-op. It really depends, but you would want your doctor and this is why it's important to ask and know and that way you've got that info on board. You want your doctor to hopefully check in with you post-op the day of or the next day um, and then also have that follow-up appointment and know when you can get those results. Okay, question five. So, something that's really important to ask your doctor is do you think you'll need to stay in hospital overnight or will it just be a day procedure? So, this varies for doctor to doctor, and it is important to know because you don't want to rock up to the hospital thinking you're just there for the day and then you're staying in overnight. Um, You want to have some things packed and prepared. So, some doctors do um, a laparoscopy as a day procedure, so you can go home that same day into your environment. Whereas others, they will have their patients stay in overnight. Um, this might change. You might have meant to be a day case and then something's happened and they need to have you in overnight to monitor you. Um things happen with surgery so even if you are going to be going in for day surgery it's still a good idea to just take along a little bag um, with just some you know bare essentials that you might need in case you do have to stay overnight so always good to be prepared. Now the last question that is important to ask your doctor prior to a laparoscopy is what is the proposed post-op management plan? So, how do you think recovery will go? How long will it take? Um, How long until I can return back to my everyday activities like driving, work, exercising, all of the things that you normally do? So, knowing about what post-op looks like and how long it might take to return to things it can manage that anxiety that you might be feeling and you can also manage your expectations so obviously it's super important to listen to your body but if you have like a ballpark amount of time that you can sort of play in your head and you would be like okay it's day one, I don't need to worry about running a marathon today. Um, You know, keeping yourself in check. So doctors will normally um, provide you with a handout with instructions or guidelines around returning to those everyday activities, like driving and things like that. But it's also important to ask because you might have factors that are different from the normal person or, you know, you might just want some extra info and that's okay too. So it's really important when you are having surgery like this that you know how long you can and can't do things for because it helps with planning. So you might need somebody to drive you to appointments. You might need someone to drive your children to school. Um, you might need someone to go and grab groceries for you. You might need someone to grab scripts for you, etc. There's so many different things like why you can't drive. Um and, you know, it's helpful to navigate if you've got to have time off work, how much time will I need, etc. cetera. So it's really important when it comes to planning your life and your responsibilities. So always important to ask that. And then the post-op management plan is really important because this can form that holistic viewpoint because we know that endo and adeno and PCOS all need that holistic care which isn't just surgery we know that it's multifaceted so asking does your doctor work collaboratively with other health professionals so will i need to see a pelvic physio post op will i need to see a dietitian do you know any psychologists do you know any exercise physiologists that might be important um, who can I add in my care team? So these questions shouldn't be a problem for your specialist. So any of those six questions that I've just mentioned, so the management plan, um, how long does it take to recover, um, return to activities, will the surgery be a day procedure or overnight, how long after the surgery will I know the outcome and will you discuss the findings um, will the tissue be sent for pathology and will photos be taken? Do you look for endo in other areas? How do you remove endo? Those questions should not be an issue. So if your doctor does dismiss you or doesn't want to answer those questions, then that's not okay because you have a right to those answers this is your life this is your body and these are your choices so asking questions about your procedure and post-op care is so more than okay and you want someone who you feel comfortable asking questions to and is happy to answer those questions and takes their time and doesn't rush through it so If you're not happy, if you're not confident, if you're not feeling comforted by these responses, then it's so okay for you to go and get a second opinion from another specialist as well or a third opinion or a fourth opinion um, until you are happy so they are the six questions that i would recommend asking your specialist before you go in for a laparoscopy if you have any other questions that you can think of that you like to ask your doctor i would love to hear them on the let's talk period facebook group you can search let's talk period community on facebook or the link is in the show notes other than that i'll be back in your ears on wednesday with a brand new episode Let's Talk Period is produced for educational purposes and the information, recommendations and topics talked about does not constitute medical advice or take into consideration your personal circumstances or medical history.